When I say different, I mean different. Brian, you clean the cue. Huh? You're in worse shape than I thought. The cue, Brian. It's the place that you skate when you let go. Don't worry. It's an intangible. Nine-tenths of the people don't grasp it, so I guess you're safe for now. All right, we're back with another episode of THR Presents Stream Themes. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, my brother Nez. What's up, man? Yo, um, we're back, everyone. It's late. I'm tired. But it's all right, man. We're here for you. You know, no, we got to do this. Uh, everyone that listened to Action Returns, thanks. It was awesome. And come back next week for uh, the next one. It's going to be a doozy. <laughs> but again, if you guys uh, did listen to, to our last Action Returns and and you want to join the party, uh, Class of 1999 is on YouTube. Uh, it's clear copy, so uh, you guys can uh, clearly watch it. Definitely watch it before you listen to the show so you'll have an idea. Of what we're, doing. <laughs> uh, we're back with uh, my pick for Stream Fiends. THR presents Stream Fiend. I don't want that other Stream Fiend show coming after us. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're nice guys, but <laughs> that's, that's little, not us. We're a little nicer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're uh, coming out, coming at you guys with the. Ooh, what year was this? 1989. Oh, I almost said 1988, but yeah, 1989's. Christian Slater classic, Gleaming the Cube. Christian Slater of Tucker and Heathers stars with Stephen Bauer from FIFA Parts and Richard Hurd of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in Gleaming the Cube. Brian Kelly didn't care for the way adults ran things. Adults are predictable. They're living under this illusion that life as we know it is going to continue forever. And he didn't care for the direction the world was heading. I don't know what's worse, you know? Blown up a nuclear war, having a 7-Eleven on every corner. In fact, there were only two things that Brian did care for. His skateboard and his brother. Trump, what? You gotta be plus in countenance. Then one day, his brother died. Smart was an accident. And Brian's skateboard became his weapon in a deadly game of international smuggling, murder, and revenge. No one knows anything except a kid on a skateboard. Killed my brother. You're not listening. You're, you're the one who's not listening. When getting even means risking it all. Gleaming the cube. Um, well, before I get into it, uh, what did you? When was the first time you had seen this one? I seen this when I was a kid. This this movie almost made me skate. <laughs> I, I tried so hard to skate, but I just I can't have nothing. I can't have wheels on the bottom of my feet. Nothing. To roll a skateboard, roller skates. None. None of that. Not even really good on a bicycle. I 
busted my head open so many times on all of those. So, but because of this movie, I wanted to so bad. I thought this movie was badass. Uh, Christian Slater, uh, oh, that, that one guy that's in that was in like a bunch of eighty movies. Uh, Yabo. Oh, what the hell was his name? Um, uh, that, guy, that that guy's a true friend. Call him up for anything. Max. Pirlich, I think that's how you say his name. I think that is it. Yeah, but, he's in a ton of things. Yeah, but uh, the the one thing I really, besides the the, the the skateboard and the thing that really I really enjoyed, it was it was more than that. It wasn't just a skate movie. It was a, a murder mystery. It was uh, trying to f- figure out who killed his brother, and you know he he just happens to. Uh, use a skateboard as as a means to get around and also as a weapon at times throughout this movie and I, I enjoyed it even though there, there's a lot of shots that are clearly not him skateboarding but <laughs> hey, it is what it is you know I still enjoy it you know you get a very young Tony Hawk in here uh, a lot of young guys pop up in here and yeah I, I this is a movie that I've watched I don't even know how many times since I was a kid and I can't believe you can't even buy a blu-ray of it it's just one of those releases that have never happened that's just blown my mind yeah this is definitely uh, a true um, late 80s classic for myself for myself being a skateboarder I've been skating since I was 9 and I'm 49 years old right now still riding can't do all the tricks I used to do when I was much younger and slimmer, but uh, my point is I'm still out there doing it, and I, I'm not going to stop until it's time for me to lay in a box, but make sure my skateboard is with me. But uh, Gleaming the Cube, here's the synopsis from Google. came out uh, January 13th, 1989, directed by, I think this is Graham Clifford. Yeah. All right. Uh, a California skateboarder solves and avenges the death of his adopted Vietnamese brother. Let's go to IMDb real quick. Um, a young avid skateboarder uncovers a government conspiracy while investigating <laughs> his adoptive brother's mysterious death. All right, that's one from IMDb. Here's another one. <laughs> Brian's adopted brother is killed when he discovers that the shop he works and sends weapons to Vietnam instead of medications. To the police, it looks like suicide, but to Brian, but but Brian knows better, so he skates off to investigate the murder himself. <laughs> All right, yeah, those I like those last two from IMDb. Um, uh, with the the cast, of course, we got the great Christian Slater. We got uh, Steve Bauer. You guys might remember him as Manny and Scarface. Uh, Richard Hurd, uh, he plays uh, Ed Lawndale. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Richard Hurd. He just passed uh, last year. Uh, we also got uh, Art Chudabella. I think that's just his last name. He plays Vin Kelly. Uh, we got Ed Lauder as Mr. Kelly. Uh, Nicole Mercerio, Mar- I think that's your name. She's Mrs. Kelly. We got uh, one of the three wins, Peter Kwong. He's Bobby Nguyen. He played Rain in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. 
Uh, again, Max Perlich is Yabo. We got the great and legendary Tony Hawk is Buddy. Uh, Bay Area Ripper, Tommy Guerrero. Uh, Christian Jacobs as Scramick. And a bunch of other uh, actors as well as a ton of skateboarders. Um, before we get into this, the skateboarder that doubled for um, for Christian Slater was the uh, the one and only and legendary Mike McGill from the Bones Brigade. Uh, the Bones Brigade guys were all through this film. You had Tony Hawk, uh, Lance Mountain, Tommy Guerrero, Rodney Mullen, uh, Mike Vallely at the time. Uh, I believe Steve Size was in this. You guys probably have no idea who I'm talking about. These are all famous skateboarders, <laughs> uh, as well as the legendary and my favorite skateboarder of all time, Nottis Coppice. He's in this. And uh, uh, Dogtown Ripper, Eric Dressen, uh, he's in this as well. Um, they did a lot of doubles uh, for the uh, for the actors. Like for Yalbo, it was um, Eric Dressen at the beginning scene when they're skating that pool. Um, uh, Mike V, he he doubled for uh, Gramic, that that guy. Um, that also in the beginning of the film. But uh, Mike McGill, he was the inventor of the McTwist. Uh, he was the the main double for um, Christian Slater. And you can clearly see, like Brian said, that <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not uh, Christian Slater. They they did, um, I, I guess, six months before they started shooting the film, they had him learn how to skateboard, at least for some of the shots that they did, like when him just rolling down the street or something. Uh, from what I understand, listening to interviews with Tommy Guerrero as well as Tony Hawk, uh, I guess they met up with Christian Slater for a few hours each day at the school just to teach him the basics, uh, mainly to just stand on the board and, and push and go. He didn't learn any tricks or anything because they, they said they just wanted to make him look um, not presentable, kind of look legit like he's been on a skateboard before. I mean, skateboarding is tough, man. I, I said I've been skating since I was nine. Mm-hmm. I didn't just get on the board and go. Uh, many, many times I left my skin and blood on the streets uh, of Oakland. <laughs> so, but and I still do today when I fall. But I mean, I mean, he really took this role seriously. Other than the acting and, and learning his lines and everything, he really learned how to skateboard. Um, I don't know if he can still ride today, but he was able to. Well, he was much younger. Probably, if he wasn't. 19 or 20 when they film this um he when they show him on the board i mean he, he looked like he knew what he was doing just rolling no no tricks no nothing <laughs> that that was not him uh there was a few guys that uh did a double for um for christian slater other than mike mcgill uh rodney mullen at one part when we see um when we see uh the hell was his name in it um I don't know if the last name was Kelly. What's Christian Slater's name? It slipped my mind. Uh, uh, Brian. Yeah. Brian. Yeah, your name. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he, um, yeah, Rodney Mullen. Yeah, he he doubled for him as well. And there was another guy. He, he was a, a down a downhill guy. Um, I can't remember his name. I, I know that I know him because he's a part of the, he was a part of the Bones Brigade. And uh, I believe also, um, 
Stacy Peralta helped him uh, film this film uh, because he he made all kinds of skate videos throughout the eighties. So he they they hired him to uh, basically during all the skate scenes to to follow them as well as uh, Lance Mountain followed with a camera to film uh, some of the stuff as well. Um, but this film is awesome. We saw it opening weekend. Two of my skate buddies we went and seen it and. I, I love this film. I've watched it numerous times. Um, yeah, I wish they would put it on Blu-ray. I don't understand why they don't. I mean, there's a ton of crap movies on Blu-ray. And you can't put this awesome film on it. I mean, Thrashing, that just came out on Blu-ray only a few years ago. Uh, that's an awesome, another awesome 80s uh, skate movie. Um, I do have the outer print. Uh, DVD of this film. Shout out to my girl Sarah. She got it for me uh, one one of my birthdays, and uh, I'm trying to get a lot of the skaters that were in the film to sign it. Right now, I only got two autographs on it. Uh, Tommy Guerrero, he played Sam uh, in the film. He was one of uh, Christian Slater's friends, and uh, Lance Mountain, he was uh, one of the skateboarders throughout the film. So I got both of them to sign it. Um, but this movie is awesome. I mean, I love it. I mean, I've seen it numerous times in the theater, many times uh, when it did run on cable and uh, VHS as well. And then when I finally got uh, a DVD, I also have a bootleg DVD of this. I got at a convention because I just wanted it on, on disc. And um, it's cool, man. I mean, I love this movie. This is one of those movies I can watch over and over. When I first went and seen it, I didn't know it was going to be a murder mystery. I thought it was just going to be kind of like how thrashing was. I was just pure skateboarding with a little bit of a love story. But this one, there, there was kind of a little love story in this, but ah, I can't stand her. Whatever her <laughs> name. You don't go from one brother to the next, especially when the other one died. Yeah. <laughs> uh. She was also in um, big trouble in little China. She was uh, the girl at the beginning at the airport. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Gracie law was picking up at the airport. Yeah, <laughs> that that was her. She was the one uh, in that. Um, but, I mean, this movie, I mean, it's good. And when it took the turn to being a murder mystery, uh, it, it just keeps your attention. I mean, it's not just about skateboarding. Because when, when you when you first see, when you see the posters, when you see the, the trailers for the film, uh, it's just all skateboarding. And then they throw in that. So, I mean, there was actually, I mean, actually, in actuality, there wasn't that much skateboarding in this. Yes, the beginning was skateboarding when, when we see, when we're introduced to Brian and the gang and, and they find a uh, an empty pool, which is an awesome pool. I love pool riding. Um, the scene when, when Brian's mad and he's riding his ramp or when he, the cops aren't helping him and he goes uh, on little escape thing in this little construction site and then some of the skating at the end or and then the, the downhill scene when the, when the guys on the motorcycles are chasing them that may sound like a lot but the, these are only like minutes in the film so I mean they spend most of the time on uh, Brian trying to investigate on, on who killed his brother and why so I mean I really liked that whole story and again it was, I was, it was a surprise to me because I didn't I didn't see that coming and I didn't know because this was all before the internet and everything. So we mm -hmm. didn't know. All we saw was the trailer. But uh, overall, when, when the movie was said and done, I mean, the skating that they did show in it w was awesome. And then 
uh, I liked the whole story about Brian trying to figure out uh, what happened to his brother because we're, we're led to believe that it's a suicide and uh, it turns out that it wasn't. It was his brother. It was He worked for, was that a video store? Yeah, it was a video store that uh, the girlfriend's br- uh, father ran and I think he was supposed to be doing some like charity stuff or outreach medical something. He was and doing, I think he, go ahead. It was, it was a, um, a Vietnamese, um, like relief yeah. thing, like how they were sending over, um, uh, medical supplies. Yeah. Ben, ben was doing the, the accounting and he, he came across some, some numbers that weren't adding up. Um, I don't know how many businesses hire high school students to to do their books, but okay. (laughs) I mean, he had a laptop, and (laughs) you know there wasn't really laptops in the 80s. Speaking of laptops, I mean, did you look at his laptop? I mean, it's not like today's laptops, but it just sounds like a big calculator. (laughs) Really? So, well, I mean, that's that, what he that, was using that, it for. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that you carry around one of those, you 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 look like you can do some accounting. <laughs> yeah, because in the beginning, we're introduced to Brian and the gang, and uh, him and his buddies are just like all skaters looking for the next skate spot. And they, they hire one of their friends to fly him around an airplane over Anaheim to find this awesome pool. Um, it, it always when when you ride pools, it's one of those you got to hit it when you find it because it may not be there tomorrow. It might be full of water, or it might be full of dirt, or there might be dogs in the yard to not let anyone in there. That's how when you find a pool. I mean, all you rippers out there that ride pools, you you know what I'm talking about. You got to hit that thing when you find it, even if it's just for one run. I mean, that's enough. I mean, that, that 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 gets your adrenaline pumping. I've been into many pools where we had to jump fences, sneak in, get a couple runs, and get out of there. And then sometimes come back the next day, and like I said, it'd be full of water or it'd be full of dirt. I mean, and there's times where we had to fight guys because everyone, hey man, this is our pool. I mean, it was it was it was it was like that. I mean, that that's how it was uh, in our neighborhood. I mean, we we had we got into many fights. Uh, trying to find pools because it's always a bust. So you got to get there, hit it and get out before whoever owns the, that house or that apartment shows up. So that's what these guys did. They found an awesome pool. They were in there ripping it up. And then one of them got hurt. And every time one of us got hurt in the pool, we didn't call the cops or we didn't call the the ambulance. We just pulled our buddy out and, <laughs> I mean, they, my friends had to carry me out a couple times <laughs> and then we just got the hell out of there before anyone came. But, um, and then the, I mean, the part that made me laugh is why are they sending detectives to a trespassing <laughs> call? But I don't know. What was his name? Detective, uh, Harold. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and why is he always licking his ear and hitting him? I'm like, it's not cool. It's not cool, man. That that was police brutality right there. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's how we're introduced. I only see Manny from from Scarface every time mm-hmm. I see. Him. 
That's all I see. Even when he was on uh, Breaking Bad, <laughs> that's all I see is Manny from Scarface. <laughs> but yeah, that's when he's introduced to Brian, and um, they just get in trouble. And uh, the police take him away. And when their buddy Yabo, he fell, and uh, they had to call the ambulance to get him out of there. So then we're then we're introduced to uh, Brian's adopted brother uh, Vin. Uh, he's he's a Vietnamese immigrant. I came to America, and uh, his uh, Brian's parents adopted him. So I assume they had him for a long time because he was already a part of their family. But yeah, um, he he's working at some video store and the the owner of it is is uh, helping out his country with metal, medical supplies uh vin's doing the 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 paperwork and everything and he finds out that uh the medical supplies that they're shipping the the weight doesn't it isn't matching up it's like uh it weighs more than it should be so he kind of thinks that well maybe somebody's ripping us off but the the owner uh, of the of the store, he's like, um, you know what? I think I'm gonna get someone else to do this. So he didn't fire him, did he? Uh, yeah, he he well, he let him go. Cause he's all cause he never really said he kind of you know what? I think I'm gonna get someone else that's more experienced to to handle the work. And uh, why don't you take the rest of the day off? So he's Vin got mad and just packed up his little uh, laptop and, and rolled out. <laughs> <laughs> we get home. He gets home. Uh, Kelly's there or um, Brian is there. And he kind of talks to his brother like, Hey man, what's going on? And then Vin is just like, I know I did those numbers, right? Why? Like, like why today? Why did this happen? And uh, at this point, Brian's like, I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, <laughs> but he's just trying to be his brother. So Vin goes down to this warehouse where they're supposedly holding all these medical supplies and he breaks in there and uh, he trips the uh, silent alarm. Um, Mr. Lawndale shows up and, uh, and they he grabs Vin and next thing you know, we find him in a uh, in a motel room. Uh, Mr. Lawndale and... Um, the hell is his name? Oh, Bobby Nguyen. Uh, Rain. Uh, Tommy Mar- Tong from Golden Child. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Golden Child, too? Yeah, he was uh, the guy uh, that owned the restaurant. He had that scene fighting, and what's his name showed up and killed him, and Eddie Murphy was like, I didn't kill him. Maybe he cut himself shaving or something. <laughs> That's right. Ah, the Golden Child. <laughs> but anyway, so they at this point they don't really know what's going on mr Lawndale uh has vin uh and uh bobby nguyen's got like a wet towel wrapped around his neck and kind of choking him and wanting to know what 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 does he know what what, what are you doing and then uh the uh the owner of the video store what the hell is his name mr colonel colonel something uh colonel track was it track? Okay. Track. Yeah, track. Uh, Min Leon, Leon. I think that's his name. Anyway, yeah, Colonel Track shows up, <laughs> and then he's like, "I know this kid. He he, he he's a good kid. He he's not. He he doesn't know what we're doing." 
And then th- th- this is what Londale and Track are talking outside. And then they go in. He goes, well, let me talk to him. So he goes into the room. Uh, we see um, Vin laying on the bed. And uh, Bobby Nguyen is like, he's like, I don't know what happened. He, he just, <laughs> he, he died. And they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. He goes, I had this done to me many times and I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, I had a problem with this. I was like, why are you so shocked? I mean, you were. I mean, the the scene when when uh, uh, Lawndale goes out to talk to Trap, you see Bobby strangling the shit out of him like hella tight, and then you're shocked that he died. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if wetting the towel was supposed to not kill some. I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. But it, it was just like, why are you so shocked? You were strangling him with a wet towel. <laughs> I know. So good. They're like. Well, like they're basically like, oh hell, man, what are we gonna do? <laughs> so they're like, well, ah, don't worry, we'll figure it out. So next morning, we see a um, one of the uh, the the maids coming in to clean the room. She goes in, starts uh, doing what she does. She goes in the bathroom, and then we find Vin in there. Um, he, it, like he hung himself. So that's when the police all show up and everything, and they, they find out. Uh, uh, well, at this point, they kind of don't really know who he is, but then they eventually they, they figure it out. Uh, we go to the high school, and Brian's dad shows up, and the, the principal brings out Brian, and he goes, hey, he goes, well, what's going on? He goes, well, I think you got to let your dad tell you. And then we see a scene where um, we don't see it, but we we see the body language. Like his dad told him that that his brother had died, and then you just see uh, Brian just like lose it. So then then we go to a scene, uh, awesome skate scene where Brian's riding his half pipe, and you can clearly see it's not Christian Slater; it's uh, the one and only Mike McGill busting out, <laughs> ripping on that half pipe, and he does his signature move, the the McTwist. And then we see Brian just kind of sitting there on the ramp. Uh, then we go to the the funeral scene, which gets me like every time I watch this scene, every time I watch this film. I mean, earlier in the film, uh, Brian and, and his brother uh, Vin were playing chess, and they they just had this ongoing game. He played move whenever you could. So they're they're doing the they're doing the 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 funeral service as well as doing it the traditional uh, Vietnamese uh, funeral service as well. I like that. I like that a lot, that they did yeah. like that. Yeah, so uh, you got Brian's friends there, uh, Vin's girlfriend and her family there. You, we see Trax sitting there, Colonel Trax sitting there. And then we see uh, Brian come skating up, and he's got, um, I think it was the the... I assume it was the king piece uh, of, of the chess piece, and he walks up and sets it on his brother's uh, casket. And I was like, "Oh, that part got me." I mean, just just thinking about it, it, it was it was tough, man. Mm-hmm. So he's he's not happy. He he doesn't buy it. He 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 decides to do his own investigation because he's kind of like, well, he everyone's just writing it off as, as suicide. But Brian's like, that. that's not my brother. He, he, he wouldn't do this to himself. So he kind of like digs around his brother's things and he finds a piece of paper, but it's all in the, the 
the Vietnamese language. And he doesn't know. So he kind of goes into uh, this little pool hall in, uh, I assume, in Vietnamese town in uh, Orange County or wherever the hell. Anaheim is where they were. He goes in, asks some guys to see if they can translate it. One of them starts uh, reading it. And he goes, oh, they're drugs. And then we're drugs. And he goes, yeah, there's this, this, that. And then uh, one of the guys kind of nudges some some one of his other friends to come over. He comes over, and it's that Bobby Nguyen guy, the guy that killed uh, Vinny. So he starts looking at him, and he goes, well, where'd you get this? And he goes, I found it. And then Brian just kind of skates out of there. So uh, the Bobby Nguyen guy goes searching after him, like looking for him and following him around to see uh, who he is and why he's uh, asking questions because – Bobby sees that paper and he, and he knows what it is because he had seen it while he, because he was working in that video store as well. So he follows him around and Brian realizes that there's someone following him and he sees that it's uh, this Bobby Nguyen guy. But at this time, he doesn't know why. So uh, he kind of just kind of skates off and uh, he f- uh, follows um uh, Bobby Nguyen, he's Bobby Nguyen stops at this gas station, makes a phone call, talk about, all right, hey man, you guys got to meet me here. But while he's on the phone, Brian sneaks into the back of his car, and then they go driving out into the fields somewhere. I always had a problem with this in movies. Like if somebody was laying in the back, right behind me, I, I just feel like I would know. Yeah, I mean, you know when. I mean, it's just a natural instinct. You can feel if someone else is there. I mean, even if you walk into a room and it's dark, and but you can feel someone in there. I mean, you know somebody's in there. So yeah, I mean, I know Bobby's jamming out to his Vietnamese music and all <laughs> that, but I, like you said, you just you just feel you feel it as a, a, a human being like a foot away from you laying on the floor. <laughs> but I mean, that that was a big old mob car too. It had the suicide doors and everything. That was yeah. too. <laughs> so they go out um, and the music is blasting in the car. So, I mean, Brian really can't hear what's being said uh, outside. Uh, but when they go out, we, we look outside, we see Bobby Nguyen, we see uh, Lawndale and Colonel Track talking, and Bobby's like, "Look, man, someone's coming after us. We're we're gonna get busted. I want this much money, and I need a ticket to Bangkok tonight." And, or because they were like, "Well, who who who's coming after us?" And that's when he said, "Give me a plane ticket and give me some money, and then I'll tell you. When I once I get to Bangkok, I'll tell you who who's 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 snooping around." So. They're kind of like, well, we ain't going to give you that. And then Bobby Nguyen pulls out a gun uh, and you, they start scuffling and we don't we don't see it. We see they, they, the cameras focusing in on Brian laying in the back of his car. And then he hears a gunshot and then he looks up. They see his blood on the window and then you see Bobby Nguyen like fall up against the window and then go back outside. And Lawndale got the gun away from him and he acts. It, it was an accident. He didn't I don't think he did it on purpose, but he. During the wrestling, he ended up shooting uh, Bobby Nguyen and killed him. So Track is like, what are you doing? He goes, he was going to kill me. He was probably going to kill you too. And he goes, and he goes, he's like, 
He goes, this is murder. He goes, we, we, what are we going to do? <laughs> and he's like, he goes, well, uh, I'll, I'll just get rid of the body. And that's when Colonel Trag, you know what? I know his family. I'll, I'll get rid of it. So Londale just gets the hell out of there. Here, Brian's still in the back of the, in the back seat of the car. And at this point, he just hears voices. He doesn't know who's who. So he gets in. Um, Colonel Track kind of leans in, shuts the radio off, and uh, picks up um, uh, Bobby Newman and throws his body in the trunk. And then you hear him get in the car and drive off. And Brian looks up, doesn't see anyone around. He jumps out and hauls ass. He goes to the police, brings the police back. It's dark by then. Uh, the car's gone and everything, and the police aren't believing Brian. He's like, well, this is where it happened. This is this Bobby Nguyen guy got shot. And they're like, who? And he goes, well, what were you doing in the back of a, the car? And then you know, they were asking. He goes, I don't know. He goes, why, were you, why was he following you? And, and Brian was like, I don't know. Maybe he was a pervert. <laughs> oh, so you jumped in the backseat of a pervert's car. <laughs> so... He's like, he's like, no, he goes, they, the cops don't believe him. He's like, it happened right here. And it's like, well, nothing we can do. So they end up taking him home. So Brian is still trying to do more investigation. Uh, he goes to the police station to talk to uh, Le- Detective Lachero. He sees him writing some stuff down on a piece of paper. And Brian steals it. And it's basically... Um, names and Brian also did some detective. He he knew it was Bobby Nguyen, so he found names in the uh, phone book. And ad- I think there was three of them, so he found addresses and everything. He goes to one house; it's not him; it's an older man. He goes, he finds out uh, the right apartment, and when he goes there, he kind of sneaks in, and Detective Lachero's sitting in there. So he's like, kind of hitting him in the back of the head and everything. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? And he's, I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I'm trying to figure out who this guy is and, and who killed my brother. And the chair's telling him, like, look, man, he goes, this is what I got. And none of this says that your brother didn't, your brother killed himself. He goes, and he goes, I don't know who this dude is. There's nothing here that proves that he's involved. So Brian's just kind of like, he's involved, man. Because he kept saying that he was murdered and. They're like, nah, yeah, it's not him. They actually do end up going back to the to the motel uh, and everything, and nothing was going there. All they found out uh, they found out that um, uh, it wasn't Finn who checked in to the motel. They said it was another uh, Asian guy when they were talking to the uh, to the manager, and he goes, "Well, how do you know?" And then he goes, "Well, they all look the same to me." And then he, the detective said, "No, they don't." So, but I mean, that's how people are. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so Brian's still like trying to figure out everything. Uh, Lachero also uh, is trying to do it. Um, they eventually, oh, no, 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 no. Um, Vinny started, or not Vinny, um, Brian started talking to um, Vinny's girlfriend and Tina. wanted, to, yeah, Tina, to, <laughs> to see. Um, if she knew anything, but she just didn't really want nothing to do with Brian because he was just this, this old crusty skateboarder. And, and, and you see, that's my problem. It's not because you, you were with his brother. It's because he's a skater and he doesn't dress the way. I don't like this girl. I really don't. 
Yeah, I mean, I dress the way I dress. And if they don't like that tough, then, then you don't get none of this. But, I mean, I see why he did it, because he was still trying to figure out what happened to his brother. So, And the only way it seemed that he could uh, talk to uh, Tina was to change his look. So he went home, cut his hair, washed out all the crap, and put on his nice clothes and, and went to school. I love this part because when he shows up to school, all his skateboarder friends are like, hey, man, Halloween's not until October. <laughs> and one dude goes running to a payphone, hey, call 911, because everyone's <laughs> looking at Kelly. <laughs> like, well, what happened to you? So he's like, I just felt like walking today. And then that's when he, he sees uh, Tina and she kind of gives him the double look. And then that's when they kind of sit down and start talking. And uh, basically, she goes, well, what do you want to talk about? And he goes, well, let's talk about Vin. And she just said, Vin killed himself and he's not here. So let's leave it at that. But Brian. And, and that's another thing, too. Like, everybody knew this kid. And then he kills himself and just everybody just like. Accepted you know, it. Yeah. I'm like, what? This kid was like. A good kid, straight A student, you know, had a job, was somebody's accountant, and he's only a teenager. And I'm just like, he killed himself. Well, well that's what they said, so it must have happened. I mean, even his his own uh, Brian's parents, the, the Vin's parents, adopted parents, mm-hmm. they seem to just like, yeah, he killed himself, and that's yeah, and it's weird. Long. It was weird because they they damn near loved him almost as much as they loved their own son. Cause it, it, you, you know, you got that, that uh, scene when Yabo was talking about, uh, I, for, I forget which one of you was adopted. And they, they, like you said, they're just ex- accepting of him going to a random hotel and just hanging himself for no reason. Yeah. And Brian was the only one that said, my brother wouldn't do this. He goes, I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. he, he just would not accept it. And and good for him, man. I mean, that that was a true brother. Yeah, they might have had some some beefs here and there. I mean, all brothers do. But he, he just was not buying it. And it just seemed like everybody, I mean, Vin's girlfriend, his, his own parents and all the police and everybody were just, yeah, he, he killed himself. So let's just let's just move on. Case closed, move on. But but Brian wasn't having it. So and and he knew. Uh, after the the whole Bobby Nguyen situation, he knew that there was something more to this. That that Vin didn't do. To the, at at this point, I think he realized that Vin didn't do this. So, I mean, after a scene talking to the police, and he he gets mad, and then we got an, another awesome skate scene where he's skating through uh, this little construction site, um, just doing some three sixty spins and rail slides and everything, and wall rides, and then next thing you know, we get an awesome uh, freestyle scene. When we can clearly see that it's <laughs> uh, the legendary and awesome Rodney Mullen, all his tricks are are amazing. Um, and then we just go back. To, I mean, I mean that to me, what I took from all when they just break into skate scenes. Uh, me growing up, and even now, when when I get stressed, when I. I uh, just feel like everything, the walls are closing in on me. I get on my skateboard and it, it just takes you away for those few minutes for, for however long you're on your board and you, you're concentrating 
on your board. Everything out of your mind is gone. You're concentrating what's on your feet, what your feet are doing, and trying not to fall. Um, for me personally, that has helped me out pretty much through my whole life. I mean, the times I got into it with my parents or my brother or things weren't going right for me at school uh, when I was much older. Uh, for those that know me on a personal level, that the, the thing, the tragedy that happened in, in my life, skateboarding was there to to help me, to help me find my way back, find find my to get on the right path. That's what I loved about this because so much was going on in Brian's mind, him losing his brother, him feeling like he is just lost on trying to figure out why that's why they threw in these skateboard scenes because as a skateboarder that's what we do to to calm ourselves to calm ourselves down to 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 just get that stress leave that stress for a little while and get it on on his skateboard um you know what this actually just came to me right now while i'm saying it i mean i'd see again i'd seen this movie a million times but um, thinking about it, why, why are these random skateboard scenes in, in it? And it was always something after he was, he was mad for some reason. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, that, I mean, that's what I loved uh, about that. When they throw in random skateboard scenes in the middle of, uh, of, of, of his investigation to help him center himself. So he can think straight instead of just being stressed out and probably would have just gave up and just, agreed with everyone said, yeah, my brother killed himself and I'm just going to live my life now. But he, he never gave up. He just kept doing it. Cause the, the scene that also got me is when he went to his brother's grave and he was talking to him, like, like I'm lost man. I, I don't, I don't know what to do. He was talking to his brother and, and just saying, he goes, he goes, I don't know what's going on. My life's falling apart. And he goes, and I hate doing my own homework. <laughs> his brother pretty much did his homework for him. And helped him uh, pass his classes. So uh, that scene w w was rough. And I mean, even the skateboard scenes of him just going going away. I mean, the scene when Yabo was telling him, he's like, look, man, I know you're blaming yourself for, for your brother's death. And he goes, but he goes, I think you need to just... To, he, he basically said is it just accept it but he said he goes i think you need to just find something to to clear your head that's that's where the term gleaming the cube came from i mean we never skateboarders we never heard that term until this movie so it's nothing that we say we say it now just to be funny but i mean but that that made sense because when he told him he goes man you got to gleam the cube and, and brian was like what and he goes it's the place where you go to to center yourself, to find yourself, to, to skate, to, to just do what you need to do. It'll help you, uh, with the mind, body, and soul. It, it'll help you. I mean, not just skateboarding. You can do anything. You can play music. You can draw something. You can write something. You can, if you're an athlete, you can go run or lift weights or something. There's always something for you to do to get you out of your funk. And for me and for many other skateboarders throughout the world, getting on our skateboard helps us. So that that's what I really took from this film. And I love that. So he centered himself up and then, you know what, I'm still gonna go out there and do it. Uh, so Lawndale, they, they figured out that Brian was, was, uh, was the one that was trying to, uh, 
not bring them down, but he knew that that he was he was kind of hot on their trail. So Brian was skating to school one day, and these guys on motorcycles come chasing after him. And they said, he's like, well, what do you guys want? He goes, Mr. Lawndale wants to talk to you. And he goes, yeah, about what? And they just kind of just shies him off. And then uh, they end up, um, he ends up trying to get away from him. And we get to an awesome downhill scene. God damn it, I cannot remember the, the skateboarder that did it. Um, and the thing that's weird, the thing that made me laugh when I first saw this, uh, Christian Slayer, Christian Slater is a, he rides skateboards goofy footed. Some of you may not know what I'm talking about. You skateboarders know what I'm talking about. I ride regular. Uh, it, the people regular means, um, my feet are facing. If I'm going forward, they're facing to the right. Goofy foot people, when they skate their feet are, when they're going forward, their feet are going to the left. That's the best way I can describe it. So we see Christian Slater is skating goofy-footed, and the guy that's doubling him, that's downhilling, is skating regular-footed. <laughs> so I was like, hey, wait a minute. He just switched his stance, but you can clearly see it's not him. Anyway, but it was an awesome scene, and he's bombing down the hill. These guys on uh, motorcycles are chasing him down the street. Uh, he gets to the bottom and ends up crashing into a car. And I don't know how fast he was going, but I don't know anyone that can ollie up onto a car that going that fast, uh, down. <laughs> <a hill. laughs> so he crashes into that and falls. And then the, the, I think he crashed into a police car and then they come, uh, chasing him. The, the bikers, two of them crashed. One of them got away and we get to the, uh, the police station, uh, detective Lachero's talking to, uh, Brian, as well as two of the, the the two bikers, they got the two biker guys in an interrogation room. Brian's sitting at uh, Lachero's desk, and he's like, uh, he's like, so you want to tell me something? He's like, what? And he goes, they came after me. They said uh, Lawndale wanted to talk to me, and he goes, well, that's not what they told me. And he goes, well, what did you say? He this was was in the movie. I'm not saying this. He goes, they said they you called them fucking slant-eyed gooks. And he goes, that really sounds like me. <laughs> he goes, well, that's what they said. <laughs> and then so he goes back into the into the interrogation room telling them, like, well, who's the other guy that got away? And they're like, what other guy? And he goes, you nothing, know nothing about uh, Lawndale or uh, track. And they're like, who's that? And then the two start speaking uh, Vietnamese to each other. And Lachero's just like, oh, whatever. Earlier in the film, uh, to go back really quick, there was a detective, uh, another detective in there. When Brian was showing uh, Lachero that, that piece of paper that was all written in Vietnamese, and he called this other detective over, it was a white guy, and he goes, hey, man, can you read this? And he started reading it, and then he's looking at him. Brian's looking at him like, what? He goes, oh, he was uh, in intelligence over in the war. Went, oh, okay, so he knew the language. So they brought that guy into the interrogation room, and then uh, uh, Lachero's still talking to him, like, "All right, can let's go over this again? What do you guys, what do you guys know?" And they're saying we don't know anything, and then they start speaking uh, Vietnamese to each other, thinking they're cool. And that other guy's sitting in there, and then he kind of gets their attention. Then he says something to them in Vietnamese, and that the, their jaws just drop. And then he looks at that other detective, looks at Lachero, and goes, "Lawndale." And they go, all right, tell us everything we need to know. Book them. So those guys went to jail. So they figure it out. Um, 
that Londell is he's got something to do with it. Um Kelly not Kelly, um well that's Brian. his name. Brian, he uh ends up finding out uh where Londell has uh supposedly these medical supplies in this warehouse. So Brian goes and breaks in there. This is the worst security in this building. This is the second time somebody's broken in. Well, uh, Vin tripped the the silent alarm. Uh, I know it's a skateboard movie, but there's no need to ride your skateboard through when you're trying to be sneaky. <laughs> He's riding his skateboard through the warehouse, and he, at the last second, he sees that uh, that invisible eye beam, so he ducks it. And then he kind of he he has this paper with some uh, crate numbers on it. So he finds that crate, and then he breaks it open. And then when he opens it up, uh, it's supposedly supposed to be filled with metal supplies. It was filled with guns, like machine guns. And he's like, "Oh hell!" So he he figured out that there was a front that they were doing instead of sending medical supplies over there, they were sending guns over uh, to Vietnam. I assume to the the rebels or whatever that were over there. So he, uh, Brian just like, he, he knows they're he knows that they're after him. And now he knows why his brother was killed because his brother figured out that they were, uh, I don't think, no, Vin never realized, found out that they were, they were dealing guns. He just knew mm-hmm. that there was something going on and that they, they killed him before he could find out. Yeah. So Brian figured out why his brother died. Cause he figured out what was going on. So he ends up uh, blowing up uh, the uh, like a propane tank or something outside that warehouse. And uh, he, he had, well, earlier in the film, he was seeing um, Vin's ex-girlfriend and took her on a date. And then we find out that uh, her dad doesn't like her seeing American boys because she goes, well, my dad's not going to like it because you're white. And he's like, wait, wait, what? So, I mean, Brian just doesn't see that. <laughs> so, but he, he kind of, Brian realizes that uh, uh, Tina's dad is involved somehow. Because uh, when Brian was calling numbers around that, he called that video store and it was the place where his brother worked. So that's when he realized, put two and two together. Okay, he's involved in this as well. So that's when he goes and blows up that uh, propane tank and, uh, he, he stole a hat from, from Colonel Track's house. It was like a San Diego Chargers hat or something. So he throws it under that. So when Lundell finds it, he sees that hat and he knows that it's uh, Colonel Track's hat. So he's like, all right. So he kind of talks to him. And then uh, Brian kind of asked or kind of told Tina what's going on. Like, yeah, my, bro- my brother didn't kill himself. Your dad and Mr. Londell had something to do uh, with guns, and that's why Vinny's dead. Because when she goes home and asks her dad, and he goes, well, let's talk. How did Vinny die? And he, her dad is like, he, he killed himself. And he goes, or he goes, that's all we know. Why would I know anymore? And she goes, he didn't die over some guns. And that's when he was like, oh, fuck. And he, was like, <laughs> he goes, who have you been talking to? And she goes, is it true? And he goes, it's his brother, isn't it? And then she kind of, he's like, ah, so Track finds out that Brian's in this. So that's when he calls Londale and tells him, he's like, yeah, man, uh, he knows. So I think we need to just end this. And then, then I think I jumped, I jumped forward. That's when the bike and all that happened with, with those dudes chasing him on the bikes. Mm-hmm. But now they know that, that Brian knows that they, they're involved and they know that 
they're the reason why uh, his brother's dead. So, and as well as Bobby Nguyen, they had to kill him uh, too. So, um, track was kind of like, just look, dude, this is over with. We, we can't, we can't do this anymore. I'm out. But Londell's like, nope. He goes, you're, you're still in this. So, uh, cause they're like, man, the police are going to come. So I think we need to knock it off. Cause Brian already told, um, Lechero what was going on and who was all involved in everything. So Brian went to, uh, to track's house to, I guess, just to see what was going on. I assumed to help him bring him down. But Londell and Track are talking in his office. Uh, Tina comes walking in and says, hey, Dad, there's a police car that just pulled up. And that's when uh, Londell grabs her, sticks a gun to her head. And uh, this part just makes me laugh because it's so stupid. <laughs> um, uh, well, before uh, Brian got to the house, he went and got Yabo and everybody and told him to get all the guys and get ready for a call because he's going to need them all. Yeah, and Yabo had to build him a new skateboard. Yeah. And he had to pull out, pull out the special pads and helmet that his mom bought him. <laughs> First of all, I mean, that skateboard would not work with that aluminum. It wasn't even grip tape. He would have slid right off that thing. <laughs> but but it was, he did have fast wheels, and I don't know what those are, some generic trucks he was riding. But anyway, so he uh, luckily that little wall he was on had a nice little ramp to give him some speed. <laughs> to, to, to to Ollie and clear that little pond, and then luckily there was a ramp right there, so him to he was able to bust a method and crash through the window. <laughs> I was like, what? what what's happening here? <laughs> um, that was just me, everyone, as, as a skateboarder, laughing at all, all this this stuff that just happens to be there in the way. <laughs> so he goes crashing in. Um, Lawndale shoots uh, Colonel Track and like I think he got him in like in the neck or something, but he grabs Tina and just keeps her hostage. Get goes outside. Uh, I think a taxi driver was was outside waiting for him, but they end up jumping in the uh, the police car, and uh, they end up taking off down the street. So Lachero and uh, Brian jump into uh, Lawndale's car. And this is bullshit right here. Anyone. Um, he jumps in. There's no key in the car. Uh, Brian pulls out his skate key. Skate key is what you tighten your trucks and your wheels with. And he sticks it on the little where you insert your key and just turns it. And it breaks. And then the car starts up. Oh, it doesn't work like that? <laughs> I don't know how strong this teenager is. And those little skate keys aren't that strong. I think would have bent before anything, especially the one he had. Um, so they fire up the car. They go hauling ass down the street. Luckily, there was a uh, uh, a car phone in there because uh, that's when he calls up the guys. Yeah, man, we're going to be on whatever street. And I don't know how he knew that. But so um, the police car with Lawndale, Tina, and the, the, the other hostage that he had driving, they go mobbing down the street. They come into this big hill. And all of a sudden, over the horizon, you see all these skateboarders. The Pizza uh, Hut truck. Yeah, and Tony Hawk in the Pizza Hut truck. <laughs> um, they said in this, first of all, none of these skateboarders would be wearing helmets or pads. Everyone would have just been on their skateboards bombing down the street. But they said, We're, this is gearing towards the kids, so we got to throw pads and helmets on. 
Yeah, and I'm sure since they're filming a movie, it was probably some kind of insurance thing too. Yeah, I mean, but those were all professional skateboarders that were were bombing down the hill. Um, yeah, you see Tony Hawk in the truck, but they had a stunt driver because I guess they didn't have enough uh, real skateboarders to to ride down. They said that hill was really steep, so Tony Hawk goes, "Yeah, I'm off to the off to the side." You can see because if you know Tony Hawk, he's tall and lanky. So you can clearly see that he was one of those guys coming down the hill. He actually said he fell and uh, he's got a scar on, on his elbow from that because he fell. And um, so they all go mobbing down the hill. The, uh, Lawndale's telling that guy, just drive through him, drive through him. But that guy pusses out and spins around and all the skateboarders go chasing after him. And uh, here comes Brian skating up the hill for some reason. And then he goes, chasing after, <laughs> he goes chasing after the police car, and then um, oh fuck! <laughs> all the skateboarders jump in the back of the Pizza Hut truck, and, and they all go hauling ass. And these are the days where you could ride in the back uh, of a pickup truck uh, without the cops pulling you over. So you got, I think they had like about ten guys in the back of that little bitty Toyota. Pizza Hut truck. Um, so they go mobbing down the street. Um, the Cheryl's also chasing them down uh, as well. I don't know why he didn't catch them before anyone else did. But uh, Brian on a skateboard seems to be a little quicker than a, than a car. So <laughs> he goes chasing them. Uh, uh, the car goes down one of these side streets. Uh, Brian ends up cutting through one of those big drainage ditches that are that's all over L.A. And I'm going to call bullshit right here. All right. He goes <laughs> top speed down that bank. And then somehow he does an ollie and clears that little big gap of water. And But then the ollie's in high enough to clear that gap and to grab it and pull a method and, and land on the other side and get enough speed to shoot back up the other side and keep on going. <sighs> Only in Hollywood, everyone. But... <laughs> so. He ends up uh, basically chasing them all the way, and then um, the uh, the police car kind of sideswipes a Corvette, and then they can't take off. And the guy in the Corvette's like, "Oh fuck!" And then uh, Brian comes skating up. Hey, that guy in that car wasn't a cop, man. Go get him. He goes, "Hey, all right, thanks a lot, buddy." And then he just like floors it and goes hauling ass after that police car. And then he like the driver's looking. He sees kind of zigging in and out of traffic, and then he kind of looks in his rear view. Then he turns around, and you see Brian hanging off to the back uh, of the Corvette going who knows how fast. All right. Um, the, the, <laughs> okay, I'll give him that he tightened the trucks really tight so there's no wobbles. Okay, I'll give him that. But those wheels that he had on, they were, they were really soft. And uh, and they're just made for speed, but not as fast as, as speeding a speeding car, much less a Corvette. Anyway, uh, me, I've had wheels, not those exact wheels, but those those really soft wheels to go fast. There's a there's a point to where those wheels can only take so much because of the the friction and the heat from the bearing from going so fast. It heats up those wheels. The center part that's holding the bearing will melt. So those those wheels should have melted after the first couple blocks, but he got on the freeway and I don't know how fast he was going, but he was hanging out to the back of that Corvette. Machero sees uh, Brian hanging on to the Corvette. Uh, here comes the Pizza Hut truck, but in, in, in the two lanes over, 
But uh, Brian decides to go, all right, man, I'll see you later. And then he goes under a semi-truck to get to the Pizza Hut guys. (laughs) (laughs) Cool stunt. I'll give him that. But no way. He would have (laughs) died. I I think you're missing the point. Brian is the greatest skateboarder that has ever lived. Uh, I don't know, man. You had a truck full of legends and you had some little scrub (laughs) that just learned how to skateboard (laughs) going under trucks. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so they're they're hauling ass. Um, uh, Lechero kind of cuts off. um, Oh, no, no, no. He's chasing uh, the cop car, but they they just kind of lose it because they're taking this turn going too fast. They're scraping the wall and then they kind of just crash. Uh, That guy was funny that was driving. So they crash, he's just like throwing himself all over the place. <laughs> then you never see him again. <laughs> yeah. He um he kind of just ah he crashes the car. Uh Lechero crashes and just I guess I don't know, his car just kind of gave out. <laughs> so uh Londale jumps out of the car, pulling Tina. <sighs> all right. Other than it's a freeway and cars are going by top speed, he manages to get across the freeway uh, in between uh, the both freeway, the, the opposite direction. There's a big gap in the middle of the freeway. I don't know how, how big. It, it, I know the freeways, I, I counted the lane. There was three lanes each. So, And then that big gap in the middle. They actually had to go shimmy across a pipe to, to get to the other side. So Lechero's on one side. He's shooting. Lawndale's shooting at Lechero. And here comes Brian and the rest of the gang in the Pizza Hut truck. The Pizza Hut truck is, is hauling ass, and they slam on the brakes. <sighs> it's a movie. Anyway, okay. Brian's, or whoever's skating, <laughs> Brian is, is goofy foot. He's going top speed at this turn. Uh, the truck slams on the brakes and just launches him. Um, okay. He hits that turn. Uh, it's uh, off, uh, off. There was some kind of little embankment for him to hit to front side that wall and shoot across the wall and to have that much speed to clear three lanes on the freeway and then that big, huge gap of water or bushes or whatever and and also busts uh, like a method air and then <laughs> he comes down right on top of Londale because Londale turns around, spins around with his gun getting ready to shoot Brian knocks the gun out of his hand with his skateboard, he goes falling his board breaks he Goes rolling in the freeway. Luckily, none of no car came and ran him over. But Londale is knocked out from the skateboard. The chero climbs over, handcuffs him, then runs over to Brian, and Brian's laying in the middle of the freeway. Ugh, he's all beat up. He's got this big raspberry on his face because he clearly slammed his face on the cement. You can see that. So, evil is punished. Londale's in jail. Uh, Colonel Track is dead. Um, Tina is safe. Uh, the Pizza Hut guys are on the other side of the freeway. Yeah, hooting and, and a legend is born. <laughs> we go to the hospital. Brian's sitting there in a wheelchair, and he's all beat up. And Tina comes to see him. That's when he finds out that, that her dad died. 
and they they solved the case of uh, Vin Kelly. He didn't kill himself. He was murdered by Colonel Trapp and Londale and Bobby Nguyen. Well, Bobby Nguyen's actually one that murdered him, but it was accidental. It wasn't on purpose. So, but still murder. And then that's your movie. <laughs> so. Oh, man, I love this movie. I don't care what anyone says. As goofy as it is, the skateboarding ripped. I did like the murder mystery part of it all, but uh, there was just a lot of unbelievable skating in this film. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with you. I love this movie. Um, It is what it is with skating. I mean, it's 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 Hollywood skating. He's doing a lot of a lot of stuff that didn't make sense, but it made sense for the movie. And I enjoyed the whole detective uh, Brian Kelly aspect of it, trying to figure out who murdered his brother. And after everybody clearly just gave up on him, he didn't give up on his brother. And I really enjoyed that part. So yeah, definite classic. I am confident that when we put this out, they'll announce a Blu-ray. I think that's how this works. I hope so. I mean, I don't care who puts it out. It could be some little scrub company that we never heard of. Just put it out on Blu-ray. Uh, there there no, don't need to be no special features. I don't care. Just put a good 4K transfer uh, on Blu-ray. I mean, Rad did it. And it's getting a steelbook. Uh, Thrashing is out. Why can't you guys put this movie out? Um, last I heard, with the, the DVD I have of it, um, Artisan Entertainment put it out. I don't even know if they're still around. But... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the ones that put out the, the, the DVD. So, but um, I don't know whoever owns it. Um, I, it does. It still makes its round on cable TV. So somebody owns it. Says this movie was originally distributed by 20th Century Fox. So they still have anything to do with it. That means Disney owns something. Well, then Disney, any of you guys put it on Disney Plus or something. Come on. One of you guys do it. I mean, you got... <laughs> A little scrub, crappy, some of your Disney movies on Blu-ray. Put this on there. This is definitely a true 80s classic, late 80s classic. So I love this film. And again, it's goofy and I laugh at it, but it's still, uh, it's got its place in skateboard movie history. And I know there is some skateboarders. That movie's stupid. The skating's dumb. But that's more of the new, the new skateboard, the new breed of skateboarders. All the '80s guys that were there when this was brand new, we all love it. And I'm sure there's some guys that hate it, but it is what it is. I mean, it, it was a really good story. The skating that they had in it was awesome. The the story was good. I mean, it 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 had a point. I mean, there was a brother that, that just couldn't accept what what everyone else seemed to be accepting. Like everything you said. I mean, that's. He said he was only he was a one. I was his brother because my brother wouldn't have done that. So he he proved it to everyone. So, mm-hmm. and then threw some skating in between it. But uh, the movie it's it was streaming on Amazon, but now it's not. It's on YouTube, so you guys can watch it there if you haven't seen it. It's not the greatest copy, but it's it's enough to enjoy. I mean, if you're watching it on your phone, it it's it it looks decent. But if you watch it on your TV. It's kind of fuzzy, so I advise you watch it on your phone. It doesn't look as as beat up, but 
is still out there. You can rent it as well. I don't know how much it is, but um, you can rent it on Amazon or YouTube or one of those other ones that, that does it. So, but it's out there. It's definitely a part of Stream Fiends. So, all right, Brian, that was my pick. Uh, what do you got for us on the next one? On the next one, we are going to cover the 1992 film. It is an action thriller directed by Bill Duke. Deep Cover, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jeff Goldblum. Where's that streaming on? Uh, I think if you have access to stars. All right. Do I? <laughs> Let me see. Let me double check on yeah, so the app out. I got to double check. Um... Deep cover is on Cinemax. Cinemax Go. Do I have Cinemax? I do. All right. I just had to make sure. I have a bunch on Amazon, so (laughs) I just had to check. All right. Yeah. Deep cover. I haven't seen that in a while. That's another one they need to put on Blu ray. There's a lot of movies they need to put on Blu-ray. I know. I mean, if you go to, like, gas stations and, and, and they do have Blu-rays, I mean, there's some movies in there that of companies you never even heard of that have movies on Blu-ray. And why can't you get movies that, that were in the theater and then and they have an audience and put those on Blu-ray? But... I don't know. We we can be here all night getting mad about that. But <laughs> come back next week, everyone. <laughs> We're gonna be covering uh, Deep Cover because that's one eight seven on the Undercover Cop. Awesome song. If you guys haven't heard that song, <laughs> it was a uh, young Snoop before he grew the hair out. Yeah, I mean, to a lot of people, that was their introduction to Snoop. Mm-hmm. Was that song? If you guys know what we're talking about, you know the song. But we'll get into a little bit more next week. So, yeah, as far as that, definitely, uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And uh, those of you that did listen to our Action Returns, thank you. And if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to our our, uh, last episode where we cover um, Class of 1984. Awesome film. Also streaming on YouTube as well. So, but, all right, everyone, uh, that's going to be it for me. It's getting late, so, but. We'll be back for more. You know, tune in next week and also uh, the the main show, The Horror Returns, where we're covering Possession and... The Visual. Is that new? Yeah, it's okay. new. All right. Well, yeah. Finally get some new movies this year. So, but... All right, everyone. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. So, until then, be safe out there and party on. Yeah. And everybody be respectful to each other. And like, like my brother Ness says, everybody be safe. <laughs>